but that doesn't mean you're not going to mess up. You'll mess up a lot. I mess up a lot. I've messed up recently. I'm not perfect, okay? It's, it's just it happens that we make mistakes in our budget. But just because you make a mistake does not mean you give up. Welcome to the Teacher Money Show, the podcast dedicated to helping educators like yourself navigate your unique financial challenges and unlock your financial superpowers. I'm your host, Sean Morgan, a full-time teacher and entrepreneur, and I'm here to help teachers navigate everything related to your money. Whether you have questions about budgeting on a teacher's salary, managing student loans, increasing your income, or making the most of your benefits, I'm here to make money less confusing, more empowering, and a tool you can use to focus on what matters most. So whether you're a seasoned teacher looking for fresh insights or a new educator navigating your first paycheck, this podcast is your go-to resource for all things money-related. So if you're ready to have a richer wallet, classroom, and life, let's dive in. The contents of this podcast are informational in nature and are not legal or tax advice, and neither I nor my guests are engaged in the provision of legal, tax, or any other advice. You should not act upon this information without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. I'm so excited to have you again for the Teacher Money Show. Before we get started, I just want to remind you to share this with your friends. Teachers trust other teachers, and I'm trying to help as many teachers as possible to be able to be better with their money, to really nail their financial superpowers. And I can't do that without your help. So please tell another teacher about this show so that way they can really take control of their own finances. With that being said, let's go ahead and dive on in. Today, we're going to continue our discussion of the, the basic money concepts, and we're moving from uh, building a budget to sticking to a budget. It's much, much harder to stick to a budget than it is to build a budget. So there's, there's a very famous experiment uh, that was done a long uh, time ago and replicated many times since called the marshmallow experiment. And in the marshmallow experiment, uh, a researcher brings a, a small child into the, the, the examination room or, or whatever and places a single marshmallow in front of that room. And they tell that child, if you wait when I come back, I will give you two marshmallows. If you don't, you will only have the one. This is a test of delayed gratification. The single uh, marshmallow eaters, the ones who just quickly grab it, or even if they wait a little while, but then get impatient and grab it and eat it, um, are the ones that struggle with delayed gratification. And then the ones that are able to wait for you know, an extended period of time, but then eat the marshmallow and the second one once it's given, have that delayed gratification mentality. And there's all sorts of uh, results from the study, including the, the long-term benefits in someone's life for being able to delay gratification and so forth. Uh, but this experiment has a lot to do with sticking to a budget. It's really easy to, to get everything started, but then you have that marshmallow in front of you. You have that, that motivation to make the wrong choice, to, to not delay your gratification. So while it's difficult, there are things that we can do to make it easier to not eat the marshmallow. There are things we can do to make it easier to stick to a budget. I'm going to talk about four of those today. First, set realistic, motivating financial goals. 
Second, use a budgeting system. Third, hold yourself accountable. And four, keep trying. First, set realistic motivating financial goals. So to set a realistic and motivating financial goal, you gotta be in a sweet spot, right? Budgeting is, is different than tracking your spending, but they go hand in hand. So that's the first step. To be able to set a realistic goal, you need to be tracking your spending, as we've already discussed. A budget is a plan for how well uh, or how you will track or how you will spend your money. So it needs to be built around your priorities. And the way you're going to know what your priorities are, are by tracking your spending. If you are tracking your spending and you're realizing you're spending on things that you don't care about, then you can change those priorities or you can change your spending habits to align with your priorities. And that's what a budget needs to do. It needs to have uh, large spending categories on things that matter to you and constrained spending categories on things that don't. Uh, the, the goals then are realistic because they are things that uh, you've shown in your tracking of your spending that you can achieve. And they also need to be motivating, meaning that you want to stick to that goal, right? If your goal is, I'm going to spend $100 on food every single month, that's not realistic, first of all. And it's not motivating because who wants to eat nothing but rice three meals a day for a whole month? And even then, who knows if you'll only spend $100 on food. It's it's just it's not going to motivate you to, to do what uh, you want to do. So a motivating goal makes you want to keep going because uh, you are aligning your priorities to what matters. So uh, your budget could include savings for uh, a large vacation or savings for uh, a game or savings for a, a vehicle that you you uh, particularly enjoy or a widget of some kind that you find fun. Anything like that, that you are saying, okay, I'm doing this, but I'm also doing this and it's going to align with my goals and align with my priorities. That is uh, what makes it motivating, makes it fun. Because now instead of complaining that you don't have enough money to achieve your goals, you are making steps towards achieving those financial goals. And the best way to keep yourself motivated is to get small wins. So, uh, of course, I highly recommend that instead of just immediately saving for widgets or you know random things, uh, you instead start doing things that are going to get you in a better financial position first. That just helps um, you be ready to be able to move on to bigger and better things. So, for example, contributing to a small emergency fund. If you can save up $1,000 in an emergency fund, that's a, that's a win, right? Uh, one month of expenses, that's another win. So you can celebrate your wins along your way as you go. Uh, get insurance. So if you need insurance, you, you are underinsured, you know, just getting insurance could be a small win if that's what you need to get yourself on more uh, stable financial footing. Paying off one credit card even the smallest balance, right? Starting a little savings for retirement, putting a small amount into an investment. All of these things are small wins that help you be motivated within a realistic goal. Number two, use a budget system. You already started budgeting, right? So you've already used a budget system. So now that you've been doing it for a, you know, 
uh, maybe a month or, or two, uh, it's time to ask yourself, does it work, right? Uh, I started out my budgeting journey with uh, an app. I was using uh, the app Mint. It's a fantastic app. It works very, very well. It didn't help me track my spending. It didn't help me uh, with my budget because it, it didn't feel real. Like I, I was just spending and things were just going around in these categories that they kind of automatically assigned or we kind of arbitrarily put in there. And it didn't work. I was just like, well, darn, I spent too much. Uh, but I have to, I need to eat. So what am I going to do? Right. Um, and it just, it, it was a con continual uh, attack on my motivation because I was constantly breaking my budget. And I also hadn't uh, been tracking my spending prior to that, which is uh, a huge, um, you know, problem for the budget system working. But I found that when I started tracking my spending using pen and paper, and then started categorizing and budgeting, you know, a little bit at a time from there on pen and paper, I was able to get a real-time sense of my budget, uh, and it just helped me do better. Uh, you might not be able to handle pen and paper. You might want the app. You might want a spreadsheet. Whatever it is that works for you, if what you're doing right now isn't working, now is the time to change it. Just because you start one budget system doesn't mean that you can't change. You just need to find the system that you can be consistent with. Whatever system you can consistently use will be the right budget system for you. They say that rock stars know rock stars. Well, I have a better saying. Teachers know teachers. And the only way that I'm going to be able to help more teachers have a richer wallet, classroom, and life is if you help me. So tell your friends. Talk about it in the lunchroom, during a PD, or just any time you see another teacher struggling with their finances. Let them know about the Teacher Money Show. I really appreciate it. Number three, hold yourself accountable. Now that you have you know, set goals and you're using a budget, you need to make sure you're meeting those goals. So making a goal is not the same as attaining that goal. We, we understand this. So that's why we need to regularly measure our goals. It's not about, did I meet it? Did I not meet it, right? Because a goal, if it's done well, needs to be three, six months in the future. A year is actually a little too long for, for a goal. Uh, setting a goal for three months in the future is long enough that you have time to adjust but short enough that you are getting to it quickly. So you have, uh, you know, you have progress and then you can of course adjust your goal from there. So having a three month goal, I'm going to, you know, save $2,000 in an emergency fund. That is a, a doable three month goal. And then if from there you break that into three, one month goals, right? $2,000 divided by, Three is well, roughly $700. So that's um, what you would want to try and put aside over the next three months to meet that goal. And then at, at the end of the first month, you say, how did I do? Oh, I only put aside 650. So maybe next month I'll try and do 725. So that way I can catch up. Or maybe the first month you put aside 800. Then you say, okay, well, I'm going to keep the momentum going. I'll try and do you know uh, the, the full seven next month. Um, but you're just doing those routine check-ins along the way. 
I personally like to check in uh, weekly with how I'm doing on on my finances. Uh, I make sure that I am writing down everything, seeing how we're progressing on our budget and talking to my spouse about it. So that way we are on track to understand our our finances. If you uh, aren't able to do this yourself, if holding yourself accountable is hard for you to do, I, I would recommend that you, uh, you know, if you have a partner, ask them. If you have a parent, you can ask them. Uh, if you have a really responsible friend, ask them. Uh, if you need to, email me. I'll do my best to help you out. You just need to have uh, someone there to hold you accountable. And if you have any re reason to reach out to me, you can reach out, reach out to me at Sean, S-H-A-U-N, at teachermoneyshow.com. Four. Unfortunately, the first time you budget, you're going to suck at it. Uh, that, that's a quote from Dave Ramsey. I can't claim that one, but it just, it's true. No one does budgeting right the first time. It's just, it, we're just not built to be automatic budgeters. So uh, sticking to a budget require you to change your perspective, your habits, your behavior, your mentality, your psychology, everything about the way you think about your finances will be slowly but surely changed by your habits that you're creating with your budget. Uh, it's not that the budget is going to magically make your money better. And it's not that, you know, having a budget is going to restrict you into doing this or that. It's about the mentality of tracking your spending and budgeting will over time make you want to be better at having uh, your money, you know, work for you. It'll be better at keeping your money, be better at prioritizing your money. But that doesn't mean you're not going to mess up. You'll mess up a lot. I mess up a lot. I've messed up recently. I'm not perfect, okay? It's it just it happens that we make mistakes in our budget. But just because you make a mistake does not mean you give up, right? Never, ever give up, right? Even if you fall flat on your back like Charlie Brown trying to kick that football and he keeps missing because Lucy keeps pulling it away, he still keeps trying to kick that football, right? You want to keep persevering with a budget because that's the only way that you will eventually be successful. When you have a setback, when you make a mistake, that's what your accountability partner is there for. You need to turn to your accountability partner and discuss it with them. What happened? Why did we mess up? How, uh, how can we be better? Uh, or how can I be better? Um, not from a, a position of shame or guilt. Okay. I, I want you to realize that you're not saying, oh no, I'm the worst. I messed up. No, it's okay. Um, I didn't want to spend money on this, but I did. So what can I do to avoid doing that in the future, right? That's what uh, a good accountability partner will help you do. They'll help you to determine the steps you can take to improve like a coach, not, you know, say, how dare you do that? How dare you spend your money on those things you said you weren't going to? That's, that's not the way to approach it. It's just having an open, candid, honest conversation about how you can, you know, keep getting uh, towards your goals in the future. So once you've realized you've made a, a mistake, make a plan, try to do better next time. Keep on trying. Stick with the budget. Fall off the horse, get back on. Whatever analogy you want, the sticking to your budget, continuing to track your spending is what's going to help you in the long term with your finances. So to review, you need to have discipline now to get greater rewards later. That's what your budget's for. That's what the marshmallow thing's all about, right? You avoid eating the marshmallow now 
to get a greater reward later. You have your budget now, so that way you have the greater rewards in the future. Not that you don't spend your money now, but because you know what your priorities are, you are able to prepare and spend your money in the future for those future things that you really, really want. You need to set realistic and motivating goals, a goal that is actually something you can, can attain and make them small enough that you'll you know keep pushing and you know enticing enough that you actually want it, right? Don't set your goal to put all of your excess money into retirement because then you'll have zero fun along the way and that's going to crush your soul. You need to find the balance. Use a budget system that works for you. Make sure that if your budget system isn't working for you right now, you are changing that as you go so that way you can find the right system that works. Then you need to hold yourself accountable with an accountability partner if you need one or if you just you know regularly have you know a money date with yourself whatever it is that works for you to keep yourself accountable that's going to help you to then stay on track so you keep trying especially when you fail don't give up don't give up on your budget just because you've made a mistake you acknowledge it no shame no guilt you just say i i made this mistake i'm ready to move on i'm ready to uh, you know, make a new plan to try and overcome it. And then you are able to finally, uh, you know, over time, really meet your goals and become a budgeting master. So I'm going to uh, just give you your, your uh, homework. I know no one wants to have homework, but uh, the first thing to do is just to evaluate your budget system. Does it work for you? Yes, no. Make any tweaks you need to. You know, keep tracking your spending. It's a habit. It needs to stay a habit. So don't let that slip. Uh, tracking your spending consistently is going to help uh, your spending patterns uh, get in line with your priority. And then set a goal, a realistic, motivating goal on how you can uh, you know, improve your finances, something that's going to uh, help you uh, meet your priorities as uh, you spend your money. Okay, I... So glad that you were here for the podcast today. Uh, I want to remind you that if you have a money question, if you have something that you'd like to talk about, whether you're preparing for uh, retirement or you are just starting out in your journey or you have a uh, you know, large sum of money that you came in, uh, in contact with that you need to figure out what to do with or you're trying to prepare yourself for uh, investments, you can make any question that you could possibly have. If you would like to have free financial com uh, coaching, come on the show, go to teachermoneyshow.com slash guest, fill out the form there, and uh, I'll get you on the show and we can talk about it and help you get a financial plan to help you along your way.